Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. What do you think about Tay-Tay, T-Swizzle? Oh, I got some thoughts. <laughs> Wait, what? what's going on with uh, Taylor so, Swift? For those of you who are unaware, uh, Taylor Swift has been linked, verified, I believe, to Travis Kelsey, the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. She was at the game today in the box next to Travis Kelsey's mother and cheering very loudly and enthusiastically. (laughs) Now he scored a touchdown and the camera just couldn't get enough at Taylor Swift. Uh, They just couldn't believe that she was there and... Well, Bobby, what, what do you think of, of this this phenomenon? Well, 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 where do I begin? So, <laughs> I, I, this is a hard one. Because, all right, so when I first heard the rumors, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, she's a nice homegirl, you know, grown up in the, you know, in the the right ways of life country girl everything and like i like the kelsey brothers and i'm like this is great for travis well and then we saw travis miss the first game injury and then the next game the whole first half he sucked like he his mind was not in the game so let's take a few steps back where is taylor from so so he missed the first game against my Detroit Lions, and that's what everybody was blaming the loss on. But, but well, it had to be that I di- because I digress. You know. And then the second game, he lost his mind a little bit in the first half. But keep going, Bob. Yeah. All right. So, Matt, do you know where Taylor is from? I have no idea. I would assume she's some. I would say Tennessee. No, you're I'll not any, say, anywhere close. I actually don't know either. I'm going to say Milwaukee. I want one of you to Google this because I don't want to spill the beans. <laughs> I'll Google it. Here we go. I don't, I don't want that in my search history, so go ahead. Uh, where is Taylor Swift from? Yeah, where is that? Taylor okay. Swift from? I don't, I don't want the ads. I don't, I don't want any, yeah, any trail Taylor coming at me Swift. on that one. From. Here we go. Cue the Jeopardy she's music. She's from Nashville. No, she's from West Reading, Pennsylvania. All no right. way. And she's which Pennsylvania team, girl? Matt, sure plays is. in Philadelphia, right? Well, yeah, she should be an Eagle. Which team plays? Yes, an Eagles fan. She should be an right. Eagles fan. Guess what? There is verified proof she is an Eagles fan. Who played hmm. in the Super Bowl so this last you year? Think... No, follow my train here. Yeah, so... You... Which two teams <laughs> okay. played in the Super it's Bowl? the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yeah, and remind and me who won. Oh man! Well, on a bad call, the cheats got away with. Uh, they they won. Either way, so you Philly fans have these thoughts of, oh, those darn Chiefs, right? <laughs> and the refs, they allowed it to happen. Blah blah blah. Guess what? Homegirl Taylor comes in, and what is she known for? Well, Cheating. she is. I guarantee she's writing her next album right exactly. now. Exactly. She is famous <laughs> for breaking hearts and then yeah. writing songs yeah, she's about gone it. she's through about a half a dozen dudes. Yes. Yeah. So, so she 
is looking for her next <laughs> this is album. A, <laughs> this is a conspiracy to no. not only take the Chiefs down from the inside, but for material for her next album. Like, is yes, that what's going exactly. on? Exactly. So, <laughs> since Super Bowl, yes. Taylor Swift and the other people from Philadelphia have been colluding. They've been working together. They've been listening to the Kelsey Brothers podcast and realizing Travis needs someone. He's not as happy here's as the, Jason. Here's the thing about that, Jason's though. in a great marriage, has kids. Travis uh, is single, hasn't achieved other than he's won a Super Bowl. So yeah, go ahead. That too. doesn't account. He's that doesn't too. account for why the Chiefs' defense sucks and why the Chiefs' offensive line, the full line, can't. Wow. Okay. We now don't know what's happening with the backup dancers, Matt. We're getting off track, man. We're getting <laughs> off track. I'm just saying. We don't like, know. One girl can't account. She can only account for Travis. And you and heard it here, well, though, on the Assuminati podcast. This is a conspiracy to take down the Chiefs and for material for her next album. You, uh, she's probably going to call the next album eighty-seven or eighty-seven for his number. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Should we start so, making predictions man. now? So, yeah. he's he missed the first game due to a supposed injury. The second game, you could tell he wasn't himself. And it wasn't due to an injury. It was a starstruck, I can't catch the ball type of thing. And then she's in the stadium today. But there's a cycle. They played very well today. They kicked the Bears trash. And I loved it. And they keep highlighting it. And she does not want them to implode this quickly. She wants a rematch of the She's Eagles the and the Chiefs here. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And okay. she is going to break his heart right before the game. You think on Super Bowl Eve? On Super She's Bowl just Eve. Break there's up, a whole break conspiracy. And there's going to be a new album coming out. So as much as I love Taylor, get out. Travis, say no. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> Andy, do some coaching here and get her out of the stadium. Do some life coaching and get him out of this. Yeah. And on that note, welcome back to the Assuminati podcast, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. We've missed you. Long time. (laughs) We hope everybody enjoyed our uh, rekindling or the start of season three that we released last week. But we're off to the races now with actual topics, more detail. Just in time for a Spookinati in October, we thought we'd get things started with one of the topics we mentioned last week, the Hawaiian wildfire conspiracies that have been spreading like wildfire, at least they were, and that's part of the conspiracy that we'll talk about today. So gentlemen, where should we begin? There's so much to dive into here. So many different conspiracies or angles when it comes to the most, the deadliest wildfire in the United States history, in the history of the United States. Where do you want to begin? Well, that's a good question. There's a lot of different points that have been brought up about this uh, conspiracy-wise. But I think before we get into that, maybe what made it the deadliest uh, wildfire in the United States? How many people, what's the death count at? Are there still children missing? Those are kind of the questions that I had kind of coming into this tonight. Um. But, you know, after we get into that, we can talk about some of the points that have been brought up, you know, like the fire missing a certain shade of blue, uh, homes, um, the police direction to evacuees, 
that kind of thing. The flames jumping over large swaths of freeway and waterways. Got to talk about space lasers and Oprah too. Got to throw that in there. Coverage or lack thereof. Yeah, Yeah, all all the superstars getting their houses missed. Yeah, uh, including Oprah. Stuff like that. So why don't, why don't we set the stage and just kind of go over some of the stats, some of the uh, the fallout from this terrible, terrible tragedy that happened here uh, over there in Hawaii. Yeah. So as of four days ago in a New York Times article, authorities said that they believe 97 people had died in the fire instead of the 115 fatalities that had been reported for weeks. On August 8th. Uh, that's when the wildfires swept through Maui and killed at least 97 people. Um, meanwhile, the list of missing people has been whittled down to 31 names from a, from the initial count of thousands, including, I think initially they said over 400 children. Um, Maui County has publicly identified 75 victims after notifying their families, leaving more uh, whose remains have not yet been identified. Um, so this is kind of still a developing story. Um, the fire burned an area that was 2,200, left 2,200 damaged or destroyed structures. Wow. Uh, caused an estimated $5.5 billion in damage. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. a big, big deal. Uh, a lot of people, victims of this thing, um, heart goes out to all of those folks that are struggling with dealing with lost loved ones, lost homes. Can you imagine coming home to your to your place to see it just burnt to a crisp and or nothing, being, absolutely or, nothing left? Or being there when it happened? Yeah, that you're you're exactly right. So Fun. dealing with devastation right now, still. And when you're on an island, there's only so many places to go. Right. Yeah, very concentrated. Now, one of the one of the things that fueled this fire um, would be hurricane force winds and and type weather. Uh, that, that's kind of what got the the situation started. And and right. Uh, so the experts are saying that it was active power lines that had fallen. Um, and then that fire, because of the high winds, spread so fast. And there are videos that you can see on YouTube of the wind out of control and then bursts as if like a transformer or power line had ignited something in the forest. And so there, there, uh, there's proof that people point to that that may be the case and, and that that in fact did start these fires. And with that type of wind... With the type of undergrowth that they uh, they had experienced, especially over the years, that has not yet been managed. Again, some of the criticisms of the local government there. Yeah, especially given that they are in the throes of a of a, a really terrible drought at the drought. moment too. So the Department of Ag- Agriculture pointed to and and points to eighteen <laughs> different types of of non native grass weeds and growth, including buffalo grass, molasses grass, and especially Guinea grass. These were all brought by colonists and they worsened the Maui fires. And so that grasses, that type of grass, that type of non-native grass combined with the drought, combined with hurricane force winds and an, an, an igniting of some type, 
uh, is what contributed to this out of control fire. Sounds like a perfect, according to the record, according to the record, a literal perfect storm here. Yeah. Uh, The house and committee said that it will hold its first public hearing on the fires on September 28th. It is. Yeah. the, The fact that it's taken a month and a half to have an official hearing on, on something so severe that that's interesting. Right. I mean, we can talk about who's investigating them, who was sent. It was all the government, right? Federal, there's an NBC News article that says federal investigators were dispatched to Maui to determine the exact cause of the catastrophic fire. Well, that's funny because that's like that's like police, you know, internal affairs investigating their own officers for an officer-involved shooting, right? Like, we have investigated and we have found ourselves to be. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> We're after good. We investigated ourselves. Yeah. It's kind great. of a similar situation to me. So I don't know. I mean, well, that seems a we... little suspect. That does. Well, an arson investigation is kind of a voodoo science anyway. Like trying to figure out what started a wildfire has got to be incredibly hard when we're talking about 50,000 plus acres and how do you find the exact source and then know what ignited it? Because in the path of the fire, other things could happen. Like as it goes through a power substation, that substation may blow up and may now look like that may have been a source. So I don't know. I, I, I heard somebody a previous arson investigator basically say, yeah, we're all just kind of guessing. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I think it is an educated guess, but if you want to talk direct and directed energy weapons or DEWs, D-E-W's. All right. We can define them. So let's, wanna... let's dive into it then. Let, let's talk about the first major conspiracy that spread again, uh, no pun intended here, like wildfire uh, amongst especially social media was the direct energy, or I, I've dubbed them the space laser, or the, the laser show. So Matt, what, what, what do you know about this, this direct energy? Yeah, so I've heard a lot of uh, rumors that this is the culprit for the fire. I've watched a lot of videos. There, there are some videos out there that you hear a giant boom right before the fires start. You see flashes of light. You know, a lot of people have said, no, that's just the power lines. A lot of people say they came from above. And what you're saying, space lasers, otherwise known as directed energy weapons or DEWs, um, the government actually uses these. They're they're a real thing. Okay, so if you look up like uh, science uh, magazines or you go to the government website, uh, GAO.gov, um, it'll explain what a direct energy weapon is. And this is their definition, okay? Directed energy weapons use concentrated electromagnetic energy to combat enemy forces and assets. These weapons include high-energy lasers and other high-powered electromagnetics, such as millimeter wave and high-power microwave weapons. So what does that mean? Did the government shoot a laser and try to create this wildfire in Hawaii? that's one of the the theories out there why would they do that who knows i've heard some theories that go along with that that um there's an initiative now to create smart cities in order to do that they need all of this real estate in order to get all of the real estate they can claim or they can um take 
property that is claimed as a disaster uh, area. Uh, and in fact, the governor of Hawaii um, uh, signed some sort of a, an agreement um, to make or an initiative to make so many smart cities in Hawaii um, not long before this this fire happened. So a lot of people are kind of in that camp. Um, but the smart, claiming... smart city conundrum, for those who want to Google um, some of the things, transforming Maui into a smart city controlled by artificial intelligence, they need to clear some land to do it, like, yes. you, like you mentioned, Matt. Yeah. Yep. So that would be why the government would use a directed energy weapon. That's the why behind it. Interesting. Right, so right. these smart cities, though, like, I don't know. We keep hearing about smart cities, but I haven't seen one yet. There's still a lot of dumb cities. It's because you're living in a, and you don't even know it. <laughs> These DEWs, it's something to look into. It just and it it goes far beyond just the Hawaii wildfires. I mean, this is a conspiracy theory that runs deep, deep, deep. Uh, there's so much out there related to this. The elites or the governments of the world using these types of of weapons to manipulate the world with natural disasters, fighting enemies. Of course, it's all for your good. Remember that, people. It's for the good of the of the human race. So by the way, you asked what a smart city is or what an example of a smart city is. Um, here's five examples, Singapore, Oslo, uh, New York, London, and Copenhagen. This is what it says. But what makes Um, them so smart? Like, is this just a live where you work? It's government control. Nope. It's controlled by the government, but that's not smart at all. For example, I don't think it's smart either, but, the government does, right? So one example is switching to a digital healthcare system that uses wearable devices and video consult consultations to care for patients remotely. So if they can force everyone in a particular zone to have or wear a trackable device that, that tracks everything about you, your health, uh, number of credit cards you've got, your bank account information, your where you live, everything in your home is required to be a smart home. So you've got um, cameras everywhere that can be accessed. Uh, it it always boils down to control. We want to be able to see and gather data and then sell that data. That's what it's absolutely. About. I just and you can see examples. Smart I, I enough. Okay. to be behind anything like that though they're a bunch of idiots well i don't either do you, do you know who really is behind that in my view is this is is uh these surveillance um groups so like the cia the fbi mm-hmm. you know the intelligence agencies that's who's really behind it and that's what people claim um or who people claim is behind running the government right now so if you want to say the government isn't smart enough, I agree with you. Just look at our bumbling leaders try to make a make a talk at a podium and running into oh, flags man. and whatever. Yeah, they power Else. down sometimes, people. They power down. I'm just yeah. saying that's not who's running the country. It would be the intelligence agencies. So these examples of smart cities, you, you can see examples all over the Internet. There's some recent examples in London or in England where they've installed devices to ticket and police the area in which they've been installed 
Uh, we're talking tickets for jaywalking. We're talking tickets for speeding, you know, just policing the general area. And then you can see vigilantes or, or heroes of the public take them down. And, and it's been kind of funny watching people fight back from some of these smart cities. And so they would need to clear out the land, the claim is, to, to, to build one within the, the Maui area or the Hawaiian area. And so, yeah, uh, many of the locals claim that this is intentional. Yeah. When it comes to clearing out the land intentionally, yeah, this is interesting. They, so there's the purposes of the smart city. There's the land grab angle that we'll talk uh, talk about here in a little bit amongst the elites, the the developers, the those with special interests in the area who would want to clear that out for the, of course, profit and take the land away from especially the indigenous population. And so I, I, I called upon a few sources who have family and friends in that area, people who actually lost their houses, people who experienced this disaster firsthand. They are currently in disarray. Things are crazy still. It, it's, they are displaced. They are not getting answers, and they their lives have been turned upside down. And so these family members and friends of the people affected, many of them are pointing at the government, and they do believe that this was an intentional clearing of the land, which is just a, a crazy accusation when you really boil it down. They do believe it's intentional, and they believe it has to do with not only the land grab, but because it's close to an election cycle as well. They believe that there's serious transfer of power about uh, that that's being intended here, or that that will be attempted in the coming election cycle. And we've heard it over and over from government participants, I guess you could say, or from candidates. You never let a disaster go to waste. I mean, that's a paraphrase of things that we've heard from actual <laughs> politicians, I guess you could say. Um, I'm not just making that up. Am I gentlemen? I mean, you've heard that before. No, I've heard sure. that a lot. Yeah. I mean, a good it's a sad quote. It's a sad it. quote. Right. And so that's what politicians do, right? I mean, whether it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, you capitalize on a disaster. And so they do. The, the locals truly believe there was intent. And even if it was started on an accident or, or through a phenomenon like a drought, hurricane, power line situation, that the, the efforts put forth to help these people were delayed or intentionally diverted, again, to take advantage of the situation, to capitalize on the disaster. The locals are hurt. And they, 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 they have plenty of things to point the finger at here. And so, yes, land grab conspiracies come into play. Direct energy weapons come into play. Uh, elites and celebrities who own land around that area come into play. And, and again, the, 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 the theories and the, the conspiracies spread like crazy. So... Other than blaming the government, who else is there to blame? Who are these other elites? Well, they've been showing themselves online since this disaster surfaced, uh, at least the people that they're looking to blame. Some of the famous people in that area who own land and would love to grab a little bit more 
Uh, the most famous is probably Oprah. So have you guys heard the theory, the major conspiracy that this is a land grab attempt by Oprah and some of her interest groups? It makes sense. She can never have too much. <laughs> and if you look at her history in that area, uh, there have been successful acquisitions as well as unsuccessful attempts of purchasing thousands of acres of land. For example, uh, this conspiracy really was born from the idea that Oprah bought 2,000 acres on the island in March of 2023, so just this last beginning of the year. And then soon after, two bigger properties, one around 520 acres and the other right around 330 acres, to Winfrey's Los Angeles-based firm Harpo Inc. on February 10th for millions of dollars. And so there is real theory and real conspiracy about residents losing their homes and facing housing shortages in that area. This was all prior to the wildfire. So what do you think of that? Oprah, isn't she, isn't she our, our aunt, like our, 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 our national treasure? What's going on here? Well, I don't know. I just don't know what she needs all that land for when, you know, her platform's just giving free crap to people. And she's the free car lady. Why, why does she need all this land in yeah. Hawaii? What in the world? You get a car and you get a car. But in the meantime, I'm going to take your house and I'm going to take your house. It's all about control. I mean, and all have about a pineapple too. Power. All of this as well. So, um, did anyone short dull pineapple stock before these fires? That is something that we should look into. Now, I don't believe any of the plans. See... <laughs> I was going think... to say you can check and see the, who the Senate, uh, who they invest in, right? You can check and yeah, see what they yeah. shorted. Yeah, there's a new website going around called QuiverQuant um, that you can check out all politician investments it's really interesting to look at and it it'll ruin any trust that you have in government officials when you see what they invest in and the committees that they belong to and so when you see something like a government conspiracy to clear land for profit it's not that far out of the realm here right it right. it's not completely unbelievable hey do you know how to tell if a pineapple is ripe Oh, do you smell the bottom, or is this no. a joke? Did I no, ruin this the is joke? True. Okay. Okay. This is for all you listeners that uh, are sick of getting the unripened pineapple when you go to the store. All you do, yeah. is you pull uh, gently on the leaves on the top, and if it comes right out, it's ready to go. It's oh, ripe. Wow. If if there's resistance and it's not coming out, not ripe. You there you have it people that, that's, that's from a pro he is a pro pineapple picker oh yeah and uh, i haven't had a bad one yet wow i'm gonna try that thank you yeah well, i've got some shot. more info about pineapples and how they may be responsible <laughs> for said wildfires I think so it is the pineapple's fault well way back when did you guys know hawaii was like known for its vast amount of water and had even been anointed the venice of the pacific at one time no, I didn't know that. I did not know that, but I'm going to go with you on this. Oh, yeah, no, Bobby, go ahead. This is there. Yeah. <laughs> so there was natural wetlands everywhere, and they nourished oh, breadfruit yes. trees. Okay. Um, there was fish ponds all over that sustained wildlife, and, and also sustaining generations of the native Hawaiian families. Um, but 
you know, with the Dole Plantation and the spreading it for, you know, well over a century and a half and, you know, because we all love our pineapples, right? Um, well, pineapples can't grow in the wetlands. So a lot of these wetlands were drained. Um, they cut down trees to expand these pineapple fields and these plantations. And it's believed that, you know, this has led to the dryness of Hawaii and the droughts. And, you know, ultimately the dole plantations could be responsible for the Maui wildfires. Wow. Wow. Great, great info that, that without a doubt that, that affects the landscape. That, that's, that's where you gotta, you gotta yeah, work I, on I just don't think it's a good that's... idea to mess with mother nature. Like let her that's do her. I agree. Right. Yeah. The Hawaii was famous and, and this was, yeah, this was before any of us were born. They, they had those famous wetlands and sustainable areas and, uh, yeah, those are kind of gone now. And and again, the, the the different grasses and and colonization effects that have been taken taking place just over the last century. Yeah, good call, Bobby. That that easily contributes to things like this, and and that that is absolutely plausible. So what? Who's going to fix this, guys? Who, who's going to make this right? We've talked about the committee meeting. Just a little bit later on this week, end of end of September 2023. Here, we're well over a month and a half after the disaster. Uh, the people of Hawaii are not they're they're not having any faith or putting any faith in their own government to fix this. That's um, who's going to fix it, though. You ask who's going to fix it. It's going to be the people <laughs> of Hawaii. Be, it really is. Be, it's going to be a grassroots effort because yeah. the government doesn't fix anything. Whenever they get involved, it's just makes things worse so citizens of maui and the rest of hawaii that's who's going to need to band together to fix this problem yeah that's, that's exactly right and it uh, i'll just go back to the celebrity aspect you had oprah and the rock dwayne johnson open up a, a relief fund but but then you find out that the first five or six million that came in was just to set up the website and the infrastructure and and there's they're already calling foul on that that's an expensive thing. So it's, it's tough, website. right? When you throw, yeah, you throw a bunch of money at, and then you see these investigators that Matt mentioned earlier. They're staying in these five star resorts. They're taking up hotel space that the survivors of this tra tragedy could be taking up. They're they're living the life in some of these resorts. Um, Going to talk uh, about the doing? rock a little bit. Well, a little bit Go of ahead. the rock, but is he not like the king of the whole Pacific Islands? Um, from his rendition of Moana. So, you know, like he's a god down there. Yeah, which is why I think Oprah had him come into the picture here. Oprah was taking a lot of heat <laughs> for the these conspiracies, whether you Dwayne, believe it or not. I need you. Right. Yeah, you you call in call somebody with friends. with Hawaiian connections. And so I I, I think it was a good move. Uh, everybody loves the rock and and he, he obviously has family and friends there that, that he talks about often. And so they, they did. They, they opened up that fund to help this area. And that seemed like the fix. Like Matt was saying, the pe this could be a grassroots way to really help the people. And uh, you, you hope that money's going to the right places. Um, doesn't sound like it is, though, from what, from what I hear. Well, anytime, you know, a charity likes to claim that, 
you know, we have all this infrastructure costs and the website costs so much to build. That's just bunk because, you know, you can go out and build a website so easy and get it out there. It don't cost anywhere near $5 million. And if yeah, you think tough. that's what it costs, then hire me for your next website because I'd love to build it for you. <laughs> I'll tag team that with you for that money. As easy yeah. as a GoFundMe, and, but even they take a little bit off the top. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. We see victims of a of a massive tragedy. The way that the government responded is absolutely being criticized. And just, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, the way that they handled the disaster itself was suspicious. Uh, they were funneling people into certain areas, not letting them go back, uh, locking people out of certain areas that maybe could have saved their life or at least helped them handle the tragedy better. So, there's a so lot, of, did you lot of things to be investigated know, here. Sorry, yeah, go, sorry, ahead, Matt. go ahead, Brandon. Oh, I was just going to say, did you guys know, and I, I know Brandon and I mentioned this in the pre-show um, preparation for this, but uh, the Maui police chief is John Pelletier. Maybe I'm saying that wrong, but P-E-L-L-E-T-I-E-R. So however you want to say that. Um, but he was he was made the police chief back in 2021. So fairly recently, just a couple of years ago. And before that, he was actually the incident commander for uh, the during the aftermath of the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history at the Las, in Las Vegas. So I think if the government were involved and wanted someone in place as chief of the police in Maui to give people erroneous directions during people being evacuees from this fire uh, erroneous directions to keep them in harm's way uh, wouldn't it make sense that they would make him the police chief or encourage him to move over to Maui and be the police chief um, during this type of an event it's an interesting coincidence I think New- Newsmax was gets the credit for pointing that out but then USA Today uh, is has an article that confirms that. I think it's um, it was published back on August 15th called No Stranger to Tragedy, Maui Police Chief John Pelletier Led Response to 2017 Vegas Mass- Massacre. So That's tough, right? I source, mean, he, yeah. he served as police chief in the Vegas metropolitan area for over two decades. So he, he was definitely there. What a what a crazy coincidence or conspiracy, right? That, that, that's wow. Things like that just sometimes they add up a little bit too much. They hurt my brain. Oof. The things going on behind the scenes, gentlemen. That's why we're here, right? Right. And you alluded to it uh, earlier, Brandon. But police were giving directions to evacuees during the, uh, the fire, um, that put them in harm's way and kept them in harm's way would not allow people to leave. Um, some people did it anyway and they survived. And there have been interviews of those people that said they were, they just refused to, to listen to the direction the police were giving them and they ended up living. (laughs) So I don't know what that tells you. But maybe during the next evacuation, maybe think twice and maybe just use some common sense and maybe don't just be a, sh- a sheep, a sheep, or be part of 
I don't know, the flock. Right, right. Then you have the, the utility companies coming forward, uh, taking responsibility for at least some of the initial fires. Um, man, yeah, that's that's crazy. Colonial greed. We've talked about a little bit of the 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 effects of colonization or for profit plantations. Um, man, there's so much to dive into here. And what a tragic event for all of this to, to just circle around. And in the meantime, there are people without houses, without family members right now who still can't get answers. They, they still, there's still questions and uh, a lack of help. Well, I think, I think what we should say is, you know, obviously this is a tragedy, whatever way you look at it, if there's a conspiracy behind it, there is, if there's not, there's not either way. A lot of people died. It's a really sad event. We shouldn't, you know, obviously it's not anything that you want to make fun of. Uh, People lost their homes. People lost their lives. They lost family members, loved ones, children. Um, It's a, it's a huge tragedy and our hearts go out to these people because I can't imagine losing, you know, your home, your, you know, your property, your, your kids, whatever else that you lost during that. I mean, these are citizens of the United States, right? They're right here in our own nation and they've lost all those things. So I just don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want people to feel like we're, uh, making light of a terrible situation because it is a terrible situation and people did die. And, you know, we're here to only kind of look at what may be a conspiracy, what may not be, um, who's behind it, you know, why, why not that kind of a thing, but um, not at all making light of the, these people's situations and their lot and their plight that they're going through. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting that a huge tragedy like this, and I think the question we should ask is, why are so many people coming up with these conspiracy theories, which many have been supposedly debunked, but people have a distrust for the media, they have a distrust for the government, and when they see things like this going on, I think it's natural for people to question it. And so this is a current event, and I was shocked at how many conspiracy theories have come out because most of the conspiracy theories we've talked about are, like, like old and took years to ruminate. And this is one, like, everyone's pointing and saying, there's something fishy about this. It right. is weird. Yeah. There's a lot to look into. So we leave it up to you. And like Matt said, this the purpose of this episode was to not make light. We wanted to just, uh, we wanted to investigate some of the things that may or may have truly contributed to this. Well, well said. We, we definitely explored some of the different conspiracies or potential contributions to this tragedy. Uh, now, on a less heavy note... Uh, the episodes to come, uh, we are within the Spookinati season, gentlemen. So something to look forward to. Spooky topics and conspiracies to come. We can't wait. We hope you can either. Well, we'll see everybody later. Gentlemen, have a good night. You too. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. 
Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. Podcast.